Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Dom time. Good Friday. Uh, Jeff Andrews stopping by at 1 o'clock at 12.15. Linda Kearns, our go-to... On the issue of mail-in balloting, election law, she had a big victory this week in Delaware. Got a couple things to talk with her about, like the guy with his Mr. Softy truck running around in Montgomery County, the commissioner who wants to go to everybody's house, allegedly, probably only Democrats, if their mail-in ballot is messed up. But I want to start with uh, something from Morning Joe that was just the epitome. It was Mika. And two pointy talking heads saying, with a new book out, they were just releasing it, the greatest threat to America is white, is rural or white rural, let me get it right here, white rural rage. That is the greatest threat to America, okay? Now we're going back to 2016 when it started up there and they were caught a little bit unaware Hillary talked about the basket of deplorables. Out of that election, that's the thing more than almost anything Trump said, et cetera, that stood out, that grabbed people and did not go away. People still use it today. And that was the Trump base by and large. And the argument was, this is flyover country, these forgotten towns and all that. These people are just racist. What the hell's wrong with them? Get with the program. We diminish them every single day, and then we wonder why they're angry. Also, why don't they get it? Democrats are going to give you something. Why don't you get that? And still to this day, the two guys that did this uh, book that's making news, saying the same kinds of things, only saying it's even worse. Now they're the biggest threat to America. Now, we don't reach fully. Although at certain times of day, we certainly would reach rural, so-called rural Pennsylvania, which is one of the biggest epicenters of this across that belt, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and the like, very rural. Um, Why? 
Why are these people so attracted to President Trump? Some of these counties in Pennsylvania might go 80% or more for him. Well, could it be you can't just buy people with all your cockamamie infrastructure bills and everything else? There are values involved here. They don't like the direction of the country. They don't like people mocking them in every official academia, Hollywood, TV, film, politics, up and down the line. They're the only one where, due to our wokeness, that can be joked about, that can be mocked, and you can still get away with it. All right, so listen to these two guys breaking down how bad are these people that are white, that are in rural America. Joining us now, professor of political science at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, Tom Schaller, and journalist and opinion writer Paul Waldman. Their new book, Out Tomorrow, is entitled White Rural Rage, The Threat to American Democracy. And Tom, we'll start with you. Uh, Why are white rural voters a threat to democracy at this point? You would think, as we pointed out, looking at Joe Biden's background and Donald Trump's, that that. The opposite would be true. Oh, 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 hold it, I mean, right, hold it right there. Hold it right there. <laughs> nice try, Mika. So they're going to bond with Joe Biden because he's a big mouth, lunch pail head guy that goes around telling him about the unions and all that. Look at him stumbling around yesterday, looking at no scar. Hi, good morning. Well, good afternoon. Having a palm card. They should have written it on his hand like he was a kid with a test. Just to have a little back and forth with the people. He can't do that. So he's the everyman. Donald Trump is just some billionaire. Is that first contention there? Why in the world can't Joe Biden bind with these people? How many hours do we have? I should do a top 10 on the reasons why he can't, or any Democrat, but particularly one with Bidenomics. Uh, DJ got tickets for us last night. We went to the Drexel game. It's a pretty good game. It's a nice arena. And Henry at halftime. Now, look, I'm not one of those guys. Well, maybe I am. I'm not going to beat this to death. But what did they do at halftime? You know, they have all kinds of contests. They had a layup. Then you shoot the foul shot. Then you shoot the three-pointer. Then you try to heave it from half court. They did that. Um, They did stuff like how many bricks are in here. You know, you got a pizza. But then they started doing what the cost of things is. And they had it up on the big screen, and there was guessing around that. How much did it cost before versus now? I was ready to scream out, I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) Bidenomics! Why would a bunch of college kids at halftime find it entertaining? They had some kid up there with long hair, and he was a hockey guy. And he had to guess was the price this at this point, and why did it go up, and all the back and forth, or how much? It's on the minds, right? That's yeah. what it tells me. Why would that be the game they choose to play? That, at that is kind of crazy to think about. I've never seen anything like that. And the sec- that's the second game we went to this year. They did it previously huh. at the other game. That was only one of three or four things they did during 20, 25 right. minutes. And these are budding communications people, et cetera. So I was uh, ready to go down and give them some advice. Yes, that was a great choice. Now just connect the dots. Have a big picture come up. The, the final uh, frame could be, which one of these caused this by your applause? Put up Trump and then put up Biden. And then ask which one caused it. <laughs> if only it were that easy. Oh, yes, exactly. We could reach a lot of people there. But they got the idea. They were doing that at halftime last night. There's a, um, 
There's a figure that doesn't get enough attention, but it is now because it's a critical figure. It's put out by the University of Michigan. It's called Consumer Sentiment. And this is just asking people how they feel about the economy overall and maybe somewhat even more importantly, their own economy, their own household. It was supposed to tick up a little bit more, meaning getting better for Biden. And in fact, it was expe- expected to go to a 79.6 today and what uh, fell to 76.9. This is the first time in a few months that it hasn't gone up a hair. You know what the Biden people are saying? Oh, these people are going to come around. They're dopes. But we'll convince them the economy's good. They don't care about the economy. They care about their own money. That's the, their economy. Not sitting at home and saying, March. Did you want to see the macro levels today that were out there? I know I've already looked at the stock market today, keying into my 401k. I'm not really looking at the stock market, except if it indicates, you know, something major. So, Henry, do you read about the economy or do you think of your own household income? No, I, I never do. Okay. Honest to God, I don't. Not even your own household income? Not really, no. Oh, okay. Maybe you should be the MC at your yeah, excellence. Seriously. All right. So um, here's a little bit more now. You got the opening gist there already. Well, you would think Joe Biden would bond with these people out in rural Pennsylvania rather than Donald Trump. We continue. I mean, we lay out the fourfold interconnected threat that white rural voters pose to the country. First of all, and we show 30 polls and national studies to demonstrate this. We provide the receipts in Chapter 6. They're the most racist xenophobic, anti-immigrant, anti-gay geodemographic group in the country. Second, they're the most conspiracist group. QAnon support and subscribers, election denialism, COVID denialism and scientific skepticism, Obama birtherism. Third, anti-democratic sentiments. They don't believe in an independent press, free speech. They're most likely to say the president should be able to act unilaterally without any checks from Congress or the courts or the bureaucracy. They're also the most strongly white nationalist and white Christian nationalist. And fourth, they are most likely to excuse or justify violence as an acceptable alternative to peaceful public discourse. So you mentioned a lot of negative factors about about this this demographic. Um. Ah, maybe I should have asked you to put some more. Maybe we're going to get to a positive. Well, they make good pie or we need them. We need them because we don't want to do the jobs that they do that keep America running. Let's go through the litany there right out of the box. They're a bunch of racists. They're anti-immigrant. They're conspiracy oriented. They are anti-democratic, like the left is not, right? And they consider violence, like mob rule and violence, well, it's a lot of that on the left also, to be okay. That's why they're voting for Trump. Now, I remember being in a meeting at the Daily News Inquirer, because I was writing for the Daily News at that point. And the woman that was one of the editors said, oh, yeah, we are uh, know anybody. We're going to get people that are going to be writing from what makes the Trump voters tick. Like Selena Zito wrote the famous book about. That was all the way back in 2016. So they've given up on that after about 30 seconds. And now their solution is to say those voters are the biggest threat to the country because they're racist, anti immigrant. Remember when President Obama got caught at a fundraiser in California, somehow or another, too? Uh, yeah, it was about Pennsylvania. He said people in these small towns in Pennsylvania. They're bitter. They're anti-immigrant. 
Uh, they 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 think their uh, lot in life is messed up. Remember that they're they're pro gun to the extreme, and he got caught in. He still won, but Joe Biden is not as skilled as he is. So this is the biggest threat to the country. This is the hot book. You heard them lay it out, and that's still where we are. Now, trying to talk about the appeal of Trump and codify that in some way is very difficult. I mean, there's so many factors that go into it. He may be more of a symptom of what's out there and why it all galvanizes with him. It's always been there for the Republican Party to put these things together. But it takes an entertaining person. It takes somebody with great name recognition. We've been through all this for about six or seven years. And they fail to recognize that. And they think all he is is a guy spewing stuff that the greatest threat to the country wants to hear. And could it be if you bash people, if you mock them, if you diminish them, as routinely happens here almost across the board? I mean, Fetterman, to his credit, on the left is one of the few on the left, if you remember, that used to visit and work these communities. Now, you know, I'm not saying his politics are exactly what they wanted, but he established some kind of human connection there. What's Joe Biden going to tell them? You know, what's Joe Biden going to tell them if they start saying, hey, I don't want uh, males playing against females. Uh, My daughter plays basketball. What's Joe Biden? Can you imagine? What's he going to answer to that? So it's more than just, yeah, but I'm giving you broadband or some crazy thing he might say. God knows what he might say. They don't want their daughters killed by the mob that's here illegally, do they? We have the funeral today of Lake and Riley. I don't see a lot of media coverage of this. Not as much as it deserves because this is a national issue. What would Joe Biden say to that? So who is it that's out of touch? How is Biden in touch with anything? Everybody ought to send Dr. Jill Biden out there. She'd be able to bond with these people. Once again, Democrats saying, look, stay in line. We're willing to give you something, but you got to stay in line. All right, we're going to talk with uh, Linda Kearns coming up. And then right after that, uh, we'll take your calls, 855-839-1210, this whole thing. I'll give you the side question in a little little bit. Uh, Linda with us last week, quite an impact, uh, talking about all matters of election integrity. Her group won a big victory this week here in Delaware, and uh, should give us some hope about how this can be done. But this whole idea of the white, rural Americans as the biggest threat to our democracy. Dom Time coming to your calls. Give me the side question coming up. But first, um, we got a great uh, update last week from uh, Linda Kearns, Public Interest Legal Foundation, RNC lawyer also. And uh, her group won a big victory in Delaware this week around uh, early voting and uh, no excuse absentee voting. It gives a clue about the defense side of this in addition to the offense side. But I wanted to ask her, too, about the uh, guy wanting to take uh, mobile vans out and curate ballots over in Montgomery County. And a couple of other things that uh, a lot of stuff is uh, breaking on this. Uh, let's go to uh, Linda Kearns here again on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Linda, good mor- uh, afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Hi, 
Hi, Dom. Good afternoon. Glad to be on. You know, I'm always happy to talk about elections. Yeah, well, in uh, Delaware, uh, a big victory there for the Constitution versus people just kind of making it up and uh, basically saying, if you want to have early voting and these other things, that's the job of the legislature, and that has big impact. Reinforcing the legislature is the one that makes these laws. Right. Huge victory for my client, the Public Interest Legal Foundation. I was not on this case. I am not a Delaware attorney. Um, An excellent lawyer for the Public Interest Legal Foundation uh, litigated this case, Noel Johnson. He's absolutely brilliant. In fact, you should have him on because he, he knows he knows more about election law than I'm than anyone in the world. And then um, the local counsel there was M. Jane Brady. And the what the lawsuit was about was the Delaware Constitution says that election day should be the one day on a Tuesday. And the legislature, rather than amend the Constitution, decided to just change the law and say that we're going to have, I think it was 11 days of early voting, and we're going to put people on a permanent absentee list. So the Public Interest Legal Foundation sued, and luckily they got a judge who understood the role of the judiciary. And he said that, no, you cannot pass a law that violates the Delaware Constitution. So this was a big win for election integrity. And it also shows you, Dom, that a lot of these election cases are marathons, not sprints. You, you don't get results right away. This case went on for a few years. But this was this tells the legislature in Delaware and in other states that you better do your job. You can't just ignore the Constitution and ignore the procedure. So this is a great win for election integrity. Now, meanwhile, here in Pennsylvania, we had uh, Josh Shapiro well out before the election, Linda, as you know, and for listeners, come up with this task force. And look, we want elections to run smoothly, but that didn't seem to be the tenor. The tenor was the military, law enforcement. Brian Cutler, the Republican leader, said the same thing. And uh, so-called misinformation, nothing in there about protecting people who are poll watchers, protecting chain of custody and all these things that you and I talk about. Right. I, that task force, that, that is not giving me a good feeling. It looks like he's also partnering with something called the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And what they do is they decide what misinformation is. And, you know, Dom, I'm all for free speech. What you do is so important. And my solution is to get more information out there, not suppress it. And I think that Shapiro's goal here is just to to make sure that he can control the information that gets out there. And and I don't I don't think that task force is good for Pennsylvanians. How would he do that, though? I mean, you said he's partnering with this group. What would the move be other than to go to the media and say this is misinformation? Is there anything else they might try to do? I think that I think that's going to be a big part of it. I mean, he said we're going to coordinate plans to mitigate threats to the election process. So if he's out there drum beating, this is misinformation, this is misinformation, and that gets through to, to voters and they believe him, that's a big problem. Because, Don, no matter what you and I talk about on the radio, no matter what happens, I just want to remind voters that there are problems. Some will get fixed. Some won't. But nothing should dissuade a voter from going and showing up at the polls. As you said last week, this spring, our primary, that's kind of like spring training. Vote in the primary, vote in the general. We need to make sure that we get all of our voters out to vote. 
Uh, the other thing is this Montgomery County commissioner. And, and look, uh, I admire he's a young guy, first got on there and all. But it's gotten to the level of ridiculousness and maybe even where distrust really comes from that he's proposed getting mobile vans if you mess up your mail-in ballot and going out to your house and curating it there. And again, that gets into, well, which ones is he going to go and see? How much taxpayer money? When does the voter have to be responsible if it's mail-in to, to do it correctly or to show up and change it to curate it? Well, as I read the election code, the voter has to be responsible when they fill it out, just like you have to be responsible when you show up at the polls yeah. and press the levers. You have to do it right. And and our election code specifically says, and I'm going to quote it, that when the um, when the when the commissioner, when the election board receives the, these mail in or absentee ballots, they quote, shall safely keep the ballots in sealed or locked, locked containers until they are to be canvassed, unquote. So there's nothing in that code that says that prior to putting them in a sealed or locked container, you can send a repurposed ice cream truck around the neighborhood to ask people to fix their ballots. And the problem is we have 67 counties in Pennsylvania and not every county is doing it. So if you make a mistake on your ballot in one county, you may not get another chance. If you do it in apparently in Montgomery County, you're going to get a chance, I guess, if he chooses to go to your house to help you fix it. And another issue I have with this ballot curing is that are they are they giving them the envelope that they sent in originally and just letting them cure that? Or are they giving them a brand new ballot and allowing them to start over, which means that they can change their vote? There, there are serious problems with that, serious problems, Don. But again, uh, our voters still have to show up. I don't want to dissuade anyone from, from, from voting because that's, that's how your vote definitely won't count if you don't show up. Well, and uh, seeing that uh, your group won in Delaware, that's my message, too. The bottom line is no matter what they do in any way, shape, or form, we're going to be ready for it. People like you, I have a lot of faith in and others, but... You still have to show up. You got to do what you can do on your watch, either mail in or show up. You vote because the other side, those that want to win at any cost, that's what they want to depress the vote. Win at any cost, add more voters, let people across the vote across the border and maybe they can get them on the rolls. But we have a case. The Public Interest Legal Foundation has a case in Pennsylvania. We sued the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and we won over non-citizens on the voter rolls. Now, the Shapiro administration appealed, so we are now up in the Third Circuit on that case, but we're winning these cases. We're making strides in election integrity. But, yeah, it's a problem, and we can't leave any votes on the table, and that's going to be my message from now until Election Day. And, by the way, next year when we're electing judges, we just can't leave any votes on the table. Uh, we, we need to get our people out there. Exactly. So to that point, uh, action steps, again, uh, last time you were on, you gave several, particularly getting poll watchers. I, I, the people I talk with, uh, Laura Trump and, and, and people like that, I think they underestimate a bit, Linda, how difficult this is. But that's, that's something knowable and doable, both to assure but also to reassure people that we're not being cheated. If you have a poll watcher all day long there, that's the best remedy in a place like Philadelphia. 
Right. And it, it, the reason it's so particularly difficult in Pennsylvania is because our law says that in order to poll watch in a county, you need to be president of that county. And it's just been a perennial problem in, in Philadelphia where we have about 1,700 polling places to find. I mean, it would be hard to find that many Republicans, to be honest with you. So it is a perennial problem, and we do need people. And you can go to the either Dave McCormick's website or the GOP website. I'm pretty sure they already have up the, the, the where you can register or you can put your name in that you're interested in helping. But, yeah, we always need people. And th- those of us who have done this, um, for years know how difficult it can be. But every poll watcher we get, that's one more That's one more polling place that's just a little bit safer because there's eyes on it. Absolutely. Linda, thank you so much. Again, uh, something major breaks that you think we should know about, you can come on instantly. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Don. All right, that's Linda Kearns, Public Interest Legal Foundation here with an update. We had her on last week. I thought it was important. Again, they had a big win over in Delaware this week, her group. You heard some of the other things. The ice cream truck guy out in Montgomery County. I mean, come on. And then lecture us like that clip we played you. And I'd love to get your reaction to that uh, interview with Mika Brzezinski and these two pointy heads still calling Trump voters, well, white rural America. They're the biggest threat to the country. Still demeaning, still attacking. And again, Mika, well, why wouldn't Joe Biden connect with those people more than Donald Trump? I know she's a dope, but my God, what's that based on? The fact that he came from a wealthier family, that he was a builder. We've been through this, his connection. Look at yesterday, Biden's inability to even carry a sentence. Trump. In his, in his element there, meeting people at the border. All right, side question today. I just saw this on Twitter a week or so ago. Uh, give us the greatest movie ending, the one that you think is satisfying. doesn't have to be a happy ending. It's just you think the drama of it, the satisfaction of it. I'm going to take off the board the ending in Shawshank Redemption, which is wordless. The last minute and a half, or maybe it's 90 seconds, seeing the main character who has escaped from jail, sanding down a boat, which was his dream to uh, go to Mexico uh, when he broke out, and seeing Morgan Freeman's character, who gets out, he's done his time, going to great lengths to go and meet him, and you see him coming from the beach afar, you see his hat blow off, you see the beautiful Pacific Ocean, That, to me, is an incredibly satisfying ending without a word. There's not one word spoken that lasts, I think it's 90 seconds, could be two minutes maybe. Henry, how about yours? Yeah, so I I thought long and hard about this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had to come up with a good one. And what I finally you know, came to is that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he doesn't exist. Ah. And I'm referring to the end of The Usual Suspects when we figure out who Kaiser Soze is. And that line, that's a great line. Yeah. yeah that <laughs> now, we hope that between Henry and me, we uh, can cover all movie endings. We'll do our best. We may have to look one up and say, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. We'll do our best. I mean, there's a million of them. But if you take the main ones, I think I know, and with Henry, I think we know most mm-hmm. of them. Make your case. 
Just tell us and, and uh, you know, go into some detail. Just don't blurt out the movie ending. I have one from one of your favorites. Yes. It's right at the end of The Untouchables. Al Capone has been put away. Yes. Elliot Ness is packing things up, and he walks out, and this re- reporter comes up and says, well, isn't this great? You finally got him. Did you hear that they're going to repeal Prohibition? What are you going to do then? Kevin Costner goes, well, I think I'll go have a drink. Yeah, and they, the music swells up from that yeah. as he says it and goes, I actually remember he turns to the left and goes down the street that way. It's like a Jimmy Olsen sort of reporter. That's a, that's a great film. I mean, it's really, yeah, one of the really best. well done. Uh, the Chicago way. 855, what are you prepared to do? 855-839, everything within the law. And then what are you prepared I, I to think, do? Don't you I think it? Sean Connery, Dom, is pre-Jack Bauer. That's something that Jack yeah, Bauer yes. would have done to get the guy to actually talk. Yeah, the South Philly way would have been more appropriate, but yeah. yeah. 855-839-1210. I like Henry's, too. That is a great line at the end. There's a million of them at the end of your call. So this... Um, White rural rage now. Now it's going to be all over the place. The book's just dropping. These guys are hooked in. And they're going to try this tactic again. Now, doesn't this swell the ranks of Trump? What happened in 2016, you had people in the hinterlands of Pennsylvania, for example, that probably hadn't voted in several elections. And they may have been sort of Democrats the last time they voted. Why did they go with Trump? There's a bond. There's a connection. The things he talked about, uh, even tariffs, foreign competition, all those things are real. Democrats are not addressing them. What are they addressing? Yesterday at the border, Biden started talking about climate change. Why? They can't talk about what's in front of them. Well, he had trouble doing that even. Walking around with note cards. They should have pinned stuff to them. That's going to be next. Now say... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, the music. Dino De Laurentiis, very, very good in uh, Untouchables. The swelling music. 855-839-1210. 
uh, you get on board. Today we're looking for that all-time satisfying, uplift, whatever you want to say. You know, it's fine not to have a happy ending, although Roe will not see a film uh, which doesn't have a happy ending. Really? See, see stuff I have to go through. Oh, yeah. So I have to negotiate it, massage it, and say, well, it's not an unhappy ending. It's a satisfying yeah. ending. Yeah, satis- that's the word. That's where I came up with it. It's a satisfying. Yeah. You'll be satisfied with it. Um, okay, that's the side. You heard Linda Kearns on some of the developments here. And I played you Mika Brzezinski with these two talking heads who have researched white rural rage. And they say that's the biggest threat to the country. That's what's fueling it. Okay. And what are some of the elements? Anti-immigrant. Uh, you know, I if uh, I got them on, I would ask about uh, uh, Lake and Riley. And I would ask, you know, just just leave a space there, not say anything. Just let them fill the space. Let's see where they go. Because you know what a landmine that is. That didn't have to happen. Some things we don't know all the forces. We can't protect everybody. But we could have protected her on multiple occasions. That guy didn't have to be here. There's no getting around that. There is absolutely no way to get around that. So on one hand, I have the scale. I have Lake and Riley. On the other hand, I have the scale of what? what? What's the argument on the other scale to be inundated by people fleeing other countries? Well, it's bad there. Or they don't like it there. Or isn't this the land of opportunity? Or something like that. Well, we do it in an orderly way without, with a lot of vetting. And that doesn't explain once you get locked up when you're coming here, that you get out and you just go and do things again, does it? No, it doesn't. There's no getting around that. If we're going to have a whole uproar of a society with the death of George Floyd, why is it the media can't even pause here, most of it, to examine any of this in any way, shape, or form? All right, 855-839-1210. Oh, man, I'm looking at this truck that's stuck hanging off a bridge between Indiana and Kentucky. Note to self, oh, man, don't go over the Walt Whitman today. (laughs) I don't like the Walt Whitman, Henry. I don't know about you. I don't mind bridges like that. It's too open. The Ben Franklin, you feel like you're neatly sealed there, up and down the line at a certain point. Yeah. Think about it. It feels much more. Yeah. You go off into the horizon. On the, oh man, how in the world? Like, I guess that uh, the barrier is just not that strong and it smashed right through it. And they're trying to rescue the truck driver, I believe, by having a guy be lowered with a rope to reach him. Yeah, where's Spider Man when you need him? Oh my God, that is, uh, oh God, talk about bravery. These guys uh, engage in this. Okay. You got the side question. Um, Jeff Andrew coming up at one o'clock. And I, I'm looking at a um, press release put out by Robin Schaefer, our buddy at Protect Our uh, Shores, and the, the people that um, fight back to protect the Jersey Shore against Phil Murphy and his minions. And he takes to task some of the wild stuff that Phil Murphy says. People are fighting this uh, Atlantic Shores. 
just like they were when it was 12 miles. Where does he get this stuff? Because it's 40 miles out, we're going to give up? No. This guy this week taunting. Phil Murphy would get thrown out of the game for trash talking, and he has nothing to even trash talk about. You know, can you imagine trash talking with Phil Murphy in a game? He comes over the middle, he he catches the pass, and he gets up, and he's trash talking. And we're playing without helmets. It's rugby. And I'm taking a look at that rug right there. You mean to say there's not fertile grounds when it gets to trash talking with this guy? My God. He's just insulated from reality. All right, let's go to uh, Walter in Lafayette Hill on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Walter, afternoon to you. Uh, hello. Um, now, my, my greatest movie ending, and I'm, I'm going to do it in the voice of the character, is, is from the movie Office Space. And um, my my buddy Milton, and he said, uh, "Excuse me, sir, I I did not want any salt on my margarita." And 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 this is after he burned the place down. So uh, Milton <laughs> Milton is, is my hero. So thank you very much for your time and uh, great topics today, as always. Thank you, Walter, and we appreciate you doing it in the voice of the character. Yeah. Put that one down. Yeah, that always counts. I haven't seen Office Space. Should I have seen Office Space? Yeah, it's definitely a cult classic, but it's a very good one. Okay. Uh, basically, the Milton character that he was just impersonating gets pushed around a lot in the office. It's kind of like an afterthought. And by the end of the movie, he he gets away with money and and he's on the beach and he's like, I, 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 I want salt on my margarita. He's just like he's a stuttering guy. He's a guy who just gets overlooked. It's it's a good ending. It's satisfying. Uh, he did a great job at it too. Uh, it, it might give me a side question. I'm kind of noodling coming off that. I'm shocked every time Dan says there's a couple of movies he hasn't seen. So if you were you know knew someone, you were getting friendly with them. And they hadn't seen a particular movie, uh, one where you went like, what? And they made you maybe reassess your uh, yeah. sense of this person. It might be a good side quote. Dan hasn't seen The Godfather. Which is ridiculous. I, 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 mean, I, I have my own. I have my own in mind, which I know I need to watch. It would what? be uh, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. No, do not watch that. No. No, do not watch that crap. Oh, my God. Really? This, all time. Well. Maybe it's my response before this, and I don't know if they were out then or not. I taught high school. Okay. Before that's how I morphed right. into this. And just that Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. It's too much. No, I don't too think much. you should. No, oh. I, I think you get a Maya Cooper there, Henry. I think the audience okay. would say the same thing. You don't have to see Lord of the Rings. That's not a hole in your development. But The Godfather, I don't think he's seen Godfather 2 either. Yeah, I've seen the first two. I haven't gotten around to the third. Don't see of, the third. Yeah, it it that, besmirches the. It's just uh, there's one line in there. Wet your beak. That's about it. Yeah. The rest of it, they ran out of stuff. They threw it together. Not good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we may do that at a certain point. You can hit me on Twitter with one. It'll egg me on on that. Dom Giordano's show. Welcome in. I'll tell you uh, coming up after Jeff Andrew about this petition to reinstate Philly's Dollar Dog Night. A God-given right for encased meat. Sadly, though, one guy is a um, is a, is a TikTok influencer, and his buddy threw 13 hot dogs onto the field. Ugh. So we know it now. Uh, maybe there's a chance to revoke him ever going to a Phillies game, and then we come back to having dour dog. Yeah. Now. I think the real story, apparently, though, is they're having trouble getting enough people to work the concession stands. When they do that, they get yeah. overwhelmed. It's it, uh, yeah. As someone who went to one last year, it's 
it's crazy packed. It's in, the lines are out the wazoo. They can't get them out fast enough. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a giant problem. I don't know how many people it would take. Uh, I still, I get it that this is bad, and the Phillies don't want to be like cops in every session mm-hmm. stopping these creeps that do it. But when there's one, maybe they make an example of him. For five years, he can't go to a game or so. They do something. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was quite a lot. And, and apparently, Henry, when he threw it, someone threw him one to see if he would eat it from above him, and then they all, hundreds of them yep. started getting rained down. Well, you know, this is not good. That's that's exactly like how it went down. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was. You just see, like you. I think it was like behind home plate or something, yeah. or like over towards the first base. And I was like, look at those guys throwing it, and then. As right. soon as everyone else noticed, it just started raining. Now, my instinct is always, uh, we're going to do this, and at least for the next time around, we're going to come after you big time. Mm-hmm. And I would ask uh, for help with the Philadelphia police or whatever to make a statement. This is a fun thing. You're not going to mess it up. But you can't get rid of it, and you can't let them mess it up at the same time. Right, yeah. So, I mean, for a ball game, having to go to that level. Now that I understand what happened and you were there. Yeah. I mean, this, this just gets to be. And you got a player doesn't like it, a hot dog goes near him, and he erupts. You've got a whole mm-hmm. yeah, thing. And anything gets in the field, the game gets delayed, it gets annoying. It's just yeah, And it's this seems thing. to be these influencers oh, are involved, yeah. according anything to this inquiry. Anything for a like, party. anything for a view. Exactly. You Any know, kind of disruption. Well, I'm being funny with my friends, and it's like eh. TikTok again too. As soon as I yeah. saw that, all right, let's go to Dennis in Lancaster. Wait a minute, he does. He's fed up with being called racist and anti-immigration. You're out there in Lancaster. You have white rage. What's the matter with you, Dennis? We do not have anything near like that out here, Tom. I've been listening to you since your WWDB days. Um, and I agree with what you say, but. I am so fed up with being told that because I'm a white male, I'm racist, I'm, anti, uh, I'm a homophobe, uh, uh, because of being a Christian, we're so horrible people. We're none of that out here, and I'm so, I'm to the point with the left, I'm ready to come out smacking people around because I'm tired of hearing it. Well, in fact, Dennis, where you are, Lancaster City, anyhow, I know they're different than the area. They voted they're not going to hold detainers this week with ICE or anything else right in the middle of this. And how stupid is that with what's going on in these other Democrat-run cities? What are, are they not paying attention to anything? I am so fed up. I am so furious that they did that because now they're helping to bring our crime up. I guess they want to be like the other the major cities. Well, we got crime like everybody else now. What, what are they thinking? Well, um, they're, they're doubling down. They're all involved in this type of thing. It's a, a knee-jerk, Dennis. It's almost cachet to be a sanctuary city, I guess. And you're right. All it does is draw a crime, at least, and sometimes the ultimate crime. You're, you're rolling the dice. You're going to have more people there that just don't care. Right. So as of Thursday, I will not go into Lancaster City for anything anymore. I'll stay down here in southern Lancaster County. And uh, we'll stick to our values, and damn if I'm not going to fight to keep those values. Gotcha. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks very much. Uh, coming up, uh, somebody who fights to keep those values, Jeff Van Drew. Let's play what Phil Murphy said, the short one, not the interview, uh, Henry and Jim. Here is uh, cut, um, uh, cut one. Here's Murphy, the original sin at the budget address. I'm not getting any more complaints. There must be no whales 40 miles offshore. 
making sure you're paying attention out there because I am. <clears throat> and once these wind turbines are complete, they will generate, just you, you get this now? You all get it? They will generate enough energy. There's no whales 40 miles out. There are tons of them 12 miles out. It's unbelievable. <laughs> they will generate enough energy to power nearly 2 million homes. All right, then. Maybe you ought to order us to laugh or to agree with you or all to walk around with a rug on our heads or astroturf. All right, Jeff Andrew breaks that down next. And a couple of other things, including no government shutdown. What does that mean? He's next here on Talk Radio 1210 on the Dom Giordano Show. Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till 3 from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 